This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, we're back from break and we've been watching stuff while we were gone. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kinda like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome everyone once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian and this week my friends Chris and Eric will be joining me for our annual Fresh Extravaganza show. We'll do a little bit of 2020 recap stuff, you know, the celebrity deaths thing at the very least. But it's it's kind of been played out and we're kind of ready to move on and we've taken a couple weeks off. We've been watching a lot of shows and we want to talk about that so, you know, stick around, check the show notes for timestamps for the things you really care about because... We're going to talk about everything. We got The Mandalorian. We've got Pixar's Soul. We've got Wonder Woman 1984. We've got the new Doctor Who. We, we're going to be talking about all of it. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends on social media. You know what to do. Uh, you can check out old episodes of the show on our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. Hit us up on social media with show ideas. You can find us on Twitter. We are at MagHuge. On Facebook, we're the Magnificently Huge Podcast. We're on Instagram, and you can email us, MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. All right. We made it past 2020. It's over. Fuck 2020. Welcome 2021. Here we go. Happy New Year. Yay, we're back! Yay! I wish I were taller. I wish I were a baller. Yeah, that was my 2020. My wife told me that like a going uh, meme theme online right now is hashtag 2021, W-O-N. Like it's a, a yeah, ridiculous like dad it, joke. It's victorious over us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ha ha. Ha ha. So yeah. God damn it. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Brian. I was Chris. My name's Eric. And this is there our we, uh, we said our, names. our first show of 2021. Hooray. Uh, so yeah, did we survive the sure. the before yeah. 4? I'm sure. I'm sure now that 2020 is over, everything will be just great. <laughs> it's beachy. Fucking dummies. It's beachy. just everything is awful, you know? <laughs> uh, well yeah, so do we want to do just a quick uh 2020 shit show roundup and then just get it out of the way, and then move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. So, I mean, as what we usually do in January after we take a break, we end up with a bunch of uh, stuff to, that we've watched, and we're going to be doing that as the show. But, yeah, sure. 2020 is over. Uh, um, so Usually, like, yeah, people do the, yeah. the year-end roundups because it's sort of like, remember a year that was and all the stuff that happened and la la la. But, God, honestly, everybody so knows yeah. exactly what happened in 2020. Uh, yeah. You know, we got uh, COVID. And everything fell to shit because we've got a doofus in charge who's still rapidly trying to stay in charge for a job that he doesn't fucking want. So at the time of this recording, we've got like two more weeks of this asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then all of the ex- extra stuff that's going to happen after. So I think I feel like we're in the residual 2020 right now. So I'm still not quite there yet. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, the vaccine exists. It's been approved. Uh, my wife has had her first shot because she's a healthcare worker. Yay. Um, none of the, I'm, I'm like not likely to get mine until sometime <laughs> this summer. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> not anticipating any, any sort of vaccine until like September. That's my And timeline. I've never been a big fan of being an early adopter. I say let everyone else get it first and see if they grow <laughs> nine heads. That's sort of my approach to COVID, honestly. I mean, you know, shit. Uh, you don't want to be an early adopter of COVID? Chris? No, Why no. Not? Let everybody else get it. And then, you know, we'll get that herd immunity oh, that everybody loves to talk about so much. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't bring that much stupid into the show. Jesus. Uh, but I, that, that does remind I was reflecting uh, just this week that... Uh, before COVID slapped us all in the ass, uh, you guys took a fucking cruise, like right when everything yeah. was cresting, yep. and I'm still just gobsmacked at that. We, we left a country that had toilet paper and returned <laughs> to one that did not have toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't. I use my hand. Eric and I were on the last party uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. And the, actually, the crew of the ship we were on once we left, they were like, okay, well, I guess we got to go back out to sea because nobody will take us in. And they spent weeks out there. Yeah. <laughs> After you guys em- disembarked, right? Port. After you disembarked, though, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the oh, crew yeah. was trapped at sea for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. good Lord. So we if anybody back, wants to... Actually, while Trump was going, there's only like seven people with it. It's not yeah. a big deal. It'll be gone by, mo- <laughs> it'll be gone by Easter. And then... It'll be gone by Fourth uh, of July. It'll be gone by Memorial. In it'll that, be gone in that yeah. fucking horrible voice of his going. One day it'll just go away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the cruise. I just want to say this: the cruise was a theme cruise. It was the '80s cruise, and they had a bunch of '80s artists on board. Two of whom are now dead, which means we probably saw their last live performance. Who? Um, Who? Uh, cool from Cool and the Gang. Oh, really? Okay. Bass player. Okay. And uh, Tony Hadley of the Outfield. Oh, are both oh. now dead. Damn. Um, okay. Wait, Tony Hadley but, was the singer for Spandau. Battle. Spandau. Oh, wait, Battle, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Who's the guy from the outfield? Nobody. Who cares. Wasn't Tony Hadley. Nobody. Cares. I don't even think the guy from the outfield knows who the guy from the outfield. Oh, anyway, was. he's dead. I mean, the outfield. <laughs> R.I.P. Wow. Some Respect, dude died. Peace. Whatever. Yeah. But the first night of the cruise, because it was a theme cruise, it was New Year's Eve, 1979 to 1980, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, so when they do the 20s cruise. You know, twenty odd years from now. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the first night, they're going to be like lockdown. Everybody, you have to stay in your cabins. Yeah. It's <laughs> there's no yeah, toilet paper. No, what they'll do is they'll do a, they'll do the twenty twenty cruise, and it'll be like uh, twelve months of activity crammed into four days. That's literally it's what it'll be. It's going to be a bunch of middle aged people who are going to be like, "This is the prom we never got to have because of the coop." There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking pandemic um, year. But yeah, 2020, other than COVID, I mean, yeah, Australia burned to the ground. California yeah. and most of the West Coast burned to the ground. They needed the to president was impeached. Remember forests. that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we thought that was going to be a big deal? No. It was not. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, all the Black Lives Matter stuff that happened over the summer and like privileged white people with guns on their front yards because they. Yeah, it's just the shit show. A yeah. shit show. If you want to understand how uh, blacks have it different than whites in this country, understand that a white kid carried a rifle across state lines to kill people and killed people. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's and, got getting and a reality being show. Held up yeah. as a hero. Yeah, and by all in response to people. a black guy who had no weapon and was murdered. 
I mean, yeah, things what? are kind of out of whack in this country. We'll uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, but 2020 is definitely one for the record books. Uh, I think possibly 1968 would be the next shittiest year on record, uh, for just overall just bullshit. So it's kind well, of for the weird. system falling apart. The last time we yeah. came this close to the system completely devolving. Yeah. Yeah. So good times y'all. Good times. But, but every year we do, we do run down celebrity deaths. Yeah. Uh, so Chris. It, uh, I think you've got a very long list. Do you want to maybe call I'll, it some notables? I, yeah, I went through to look. Because usually we like throw out a couple of names and like, oh, yeah, oh, shit, I forgot they died. But this one literally, like, it just went on and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, what the? So. To uh, the break of dawn. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, but some notables. Uh, I guess the we kicked the year off with Kobe Bryant dying in that helicopter. I don't watch basketball, so that one wasn't like a, a big void in I my life. I forgot that Kobe yeah. Bryant yeah. died. Exactly. I'm looking at the list Jesus. going, oh, I forgot that one. I forgot that one. Um, I'm so not that... a big basketball fan, but I do follow rape trials. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one was kind of the, uh, the harbinger for the year. But uh, like, I forgot that Kirk Douglas died. I already thought he was dead, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, he, I think he was undead for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kept trotting him out, and he had, like, the stroke mouth, and it's just like, no, put it, just, oh, come on, man. Like, I mean, I like the, the Michael spirit. Michael Douglas looks like Kirk Douglas and has for quite a while now. Yeah. Like, so, you know, anyway. Ugh. And then, uh, and that reminded me that Olivia de Havilland also died, and she was, like, 104, so she might actually be the oldest person on the list of celebrities to actually pass. Uh, but that was another one. I'm like, holy shit, she is still alive. OD. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then there's stuff like everybody knows Chadwick Boseman, which was unfortunate. Uh, but yeah. he'd been hanging on for a while and nobody knew how bad it was. So that was kind of like, what? I, um, I want to know what's going on in the insurance company. Yeah, really? Like, like where they took out policies for Black Panther 2 or whatever. Like, some people there are just like, oh <laughs> yeah. my freaking yeah. God. So yeah. it's, it's kind of fucked up. But I think the, the franchise that took the biggest hit death-wise this year is definitely going to be James Bond. Because you had Sean Connery. Everybody kind of knows oh, that God. one already. Yeah, okay. Uh, but then you also had uh, Honor Blackman, who played uh, Pussy Galore. Uh -huh. uh, you had Michael Lonsdale, who played Drax, uh, the girl from Goldfinger who got painted gold. Uh, I think her last name was Nolan. I can't <laughs> like remember. The whole cast of Goldfinger yeah. is dropping. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. So a bunch of people from uh, the Bond franchise, which was strange. Um, and then you've got, like, Wilford Brimley who I forgot was just in the middle of all that, who oddly didn't die of diabetes, which was, you know, nice. <laughs> How do you say it? Diabetes. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Uh, so there's that one. Let's see. Notable movie villain deaths. Uh, we have David Prowse, who played Darth Vader, uh, yeah. died this year. But also Jeremy Bullock as well. Yeah, who was Boba Fett? Boba Fett, and then we also have Hugh Keysbairn, uh, who played Toe Cutter in Mad Max: Road Warrior, but also played uh, the baddie, yeah, Morton Joe in Fury Road. Uh, then you also had uh, Carl Reiner. That was a big one for me because I've been and watching. He's a villain. 
<laughs> but he, well, he kind of wasn't Dick Van Dyke. I mean, you know, he played uh, Alan Brady and he was never the good guy in that one. So, you know, um, and then Jerry Stiller, that was a big one too. Uh, and then like Ennio Morricone died. I always thought he was already dead, but you know, it's one of those things. Mm. Um, Kenny Rogers died. I forgot about what? that. Yeah. Kenny Rogers Kenny died? Kenny Rogers you didn't died. Know that? I mean, oh, yeah. that was a big deal. There have been so many deaths yeah. uh, this year. I like oh, half of these I didn't know about. I'm yeah. freaking out over here. Well, God dang. So Kenny Rogers and then also in the country music realm, you got Charlie Daniels. Uh yeah. so I guess he finally had to pay up that deal with the devil down in Georgia. Uh then you got Charlie Pride also died. Uh that was a recent one. Uh, let's see. Diana Rigg. That was the other Bond one I forgot to mention. That oh, was a, I didn't know she died. That was a bummer. Because I love Oscars Diana Rigg. This Oscars broadcast is going to be interminable. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oscars. Snicker, <laughs> snicker. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is going to win it all. Yeah. Uh, it's the only well, movie they, that got released. So not, I mean, not to yeah. sidetrack this, but of course, they changed the rules. So now you don't have to have been in a theater this year. In order to ah, be eligible. Yeah. Netflix so killing like it. Netflix is going to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe COVID's a, a Netflix sort of conspiracy. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Start that one. Uh, okay. Anyway, keep going. Who else is dead? Uh, let's see. Neil Other Pert. Than like 360,000 yeah. regular Americans. Because yeah. Jesus. No, I looked this uh, up. This, uh, well, as of today, uh, what is this? January 3rd, uh, 2021. Uh, worldwide, globally, it's 1.84 million deaths. Mm. Uh, but 350k are here in the states, so we've Which got almost about a, six times <laughs> yeah. the amount that die annually by from yeah. the flu. So we've got like a third. If your of sources the, of information tell you otherwise, you have bad sources of information. Yeah. So uh, let's see. This the rock world uh, took some hits. So Neil Peart from Rush uh, mm. is gone. Also Eddie Van Halen of mm. uh, what's the, what band was he in? I can't remember now. Um, Something. Yeah, Striper, uh, I think. <laughs> Crocus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Max von Schiedow also died this year. No. Fucking, what yeah. band was he in? I thought he was Eternal. <laughs> That's well, yeah. Now he's playing chess with Satan uh, or whatever it was. Uh, Tony Lewis was the guy's name, by the way, from the outfield. Okay. I don't have him on this list, but we, we can add it. Uh, let's see. Fred Willard. That was another big one. That's, that hurts. I love Fred Willard. Uh, rock God Fred Willard. <laughs> rock God Fred Willard. Uh, but yeah, I also, think we've moved on, right? To yeah. The... <laughs> uh, but Bill Withers also died. That was kind of a bummer. He's got a good catalog of songs. Little Richard. Uh, Little Richard was still alive? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also MF Doom, which I just read about the other day, and apparently he'd been dead since, like, Halloween. I'm like, what the so that's kind of MF a Doom. Yeah, he's a a he's big in the like the hip hop circles, but he's like the the, the hip hop guy that all the hip hop guys sort of go, yeah, that's the dude. But oh, he's got like that's a, why like, I don't know who the hell. Yeah, is. Okay. he's very underground. But if you can find his shit, it's awesome. So I highly recommend it. But he would like he did like a Doctor Doom persona. He wore like the like a mask on stage because this whole thing was he doesn't want people looking at him on stage and getting distracted from the music. Going, that guy's an ugly motherfucker. I don't want to listen to his shit. Or oh, he, I want to be with him. So he just like would put a mask on and do like the full on Daft Punk bullshit. So, uh, Joel Schumacher, I forgot about that one as well. So 
Now there's a movie villain. <laughs> you know shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> name name one good Joel Schumacher movie. Go. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Crickets. Uh, Crickets. Uh, now name one that like doesn't Batman none... <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, now name one Joel Schumacher film that doesn't start with a helicopter shot coming off the water. Trick Ooh. question. Yeah. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> Did falling down start that way? I can't remember now. Damn it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sir Ian Holm also died. That's a bummer. So ah. see you, Bilbo. Uh, let's see. Ben Cross running the chariots of fire. No, really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Toots Hibbert from Toots and the Maytals. That's a tough one. Uh, that's a favorite band of mine. Uh, and then RBG. We tip head hat yeah. tip to RBG, but also you know thanks for fucking us on the Supreme Court. You couldn't have held yeah. on for like six more months. God damn it! Uh, I, I, uh, I I was kind of frustrated with her when Trump was elected four years ago, having not retired during Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, know. she was like all of us. She didn't she didn't think there was a f- single fucking chance that that dildo would get elected. Yeah, I mean, she thought yeah. she would get to you know, and I guess. Hillary, the first woman yeah. president, would replace I mean, the first yeah. woman justice, yeah. And, yeah, which also maybe. brings to mind that you know this year's electoral college count the exact same as 2016, only not in Trump's favor, and now all of a sudden it's a rigged election. World's still on pins and needles <laughs> yeah. to find out if man who got seven million more votes is gonna win. Yeah, and yeah. and the my, the the senator from the great state of Texas, Ted Cruz, is a fucking douchebag and a half, and he almost is Texas lost. Texas really such a great state, Chris. I I is live it? here. How could it not be? Honestly, <laughs> uh, but he's a he's a cockbag, and so is Cornyn. The two senators from Texas 22 suck. senators yeah. from the Republican Party now, which is like so, half of their caucus, are, are going to contest the election because um, reality no something. longer matters. Yeah, because the- Democracy uh, does yeah, not matter. So, uh, so RIP uh, democracy, I met, might be the biggest one this year. Because uh, it's like the yeah. election that you won uh, is also the one that is somehow rigged uh, yeah. against Trump. It's like, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. I got, so. I got news for Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell. If we were rigging the election, you would not be senators. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. shit. That's the thing they don't understand. Uh, oh, no, they understand it. They know oh, it's not know, rigged. They I just know. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they just uh, don't care. They've been winning on legal technicality for decades. Yeah. So it doesn't really surprise me that they're looking for another one. Yeah. But, well, it's, yeah, it's but not it should that... be pointed out, they've been losing on legal technicality yeah. constantly this year. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, uh, is, is Trump's not mad so much that he lost, it's that he cheated and lost. It's like he rigged the game and he still fucked it up because everything he touches turns to shit. So it's like, yep. this, is not, this is not anything against democracy. Like, democracy worked. The people- I got a, you know, a shout out. Shout out to all the election people in all the states. This was actually a much smoother election yeah. than it had any reason to be given the, you know, pandemic. Yeah. And the violence in the streets. I mean, so, they pulled it off. So, yeah. Uh, and then to round up the deaths, just since we're on this morbid topic, uh, see yeah, Alex boy, Trebek. This is yeah, Alex Trebek. So to start the show off on such a bummer. <laughs> well, you know, it happens every time. Uh, so no more Jeopardy. Let's see, Don Wells from Gilligan's Island. So were you a Marianne guy or were you a ginger guy? And Eric, so, so help me, Eric, if you say that you were Mrs. Hal, I will reach through this microphone and punch you. Hey, what can I tell you? I like blondes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Regis Philbin, uh, take it or leave it. Uh, 
John Saxon, that's a tough one too. He's been in a lot of movies that I've enjoyed over the years, and that was sort of <laughs> what? Um The Cameron Mitchell of sci-fi shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh let's see. Kelly Preston, I forgot her. Um Buck Henry, that's a tough one. I mm. love I love Buck Henry. His stuff is awesome. Um Curly from the Carlin Globetrotters, he's he's dead. God damn it. Uh Helen Reddy, I am woman. Uh Mac Davis. Uh, let's see, Alan Parker, other director of uh, oh. Spotty Record, but we did our show on uh, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone uh, and The Wall, right? And the, I don't think we did The Wall. The Commitments. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But he made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Midnight Express. So yeah, a bunch of that stuff. Uh, John Le Carre, the spy thriller novelist. Uh, Squiggy, David Lander from uh, Laverne and Shirley. And let's see, Tiny Lister also died. He was Debo in Friday, uh, etc. Longer is this list? I'm done. Yeah. I I cramped my, my hand cramped out. Yeah, my hand cramped up trying to write them all down so I could get, get them off. But that's the death call, uh, 2020, okay. and it's and it was just enormous. Of thousands and Americans and millions around the world. Yeah. Let's let's have a moment of raspberrying to honor the the dead of 2020. <laughs> Boing. So, yeah. Okay, now, fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've been hunkered down over Christmas. And uh, did you guys go anywhere? Did you socially gather? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Good. Neither did we. we. Did everything remotely, like smart people. It was yeah. awesome. Again, uh, this is this is truly a time for shut-ins like me. That <laughs> I I get I get to just sit at home and not talk to people. Yeah. You know. I feel like uh, of the three of us is like uh, you're the full-on just. Uh, malcontent shut in. Uh, Brian oh, is the one it. who need who needs to go outside and talk to people, and I'm sort of in between. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, <laughs> the first half was good. Then well, you had but, me talking to people. I well, don't but like you, people. But you like to go out and do stuff, which is like Eric and I don't. Yeah. So it's, oh, I know. love not doing stuff. That's like one of my favorite <laughs> so things in the world yeah. is to uh, like not do stuff. Yeah. Well, that was the only real bummer for me this year, uh, twenty twenty, was that we we had planned an actual uh, like two week European tour, and uh. obviously that fell apart. So uh, we're kind of irritated, but we got all our money back, so I guess that's good. So whatever, money's good. Uh, money's good. I like money. Uh, so yeah. So we've all just been sort of farting around, working yeah. from home. Uh, I, I sat around and I watched a lot of TV and movies and played a lot of video games, and that's the sort of thing we talk about in our usual segment, The Fresh Shit. This shit is fresh! Oh, shit, that is fresh. This stuff is really fresh! But every January, there's so much fresh shit, we do a whole show on it, so here we are. Fresh shit, people. Oh, I see. We haven't been fresh shitting. We've sort of started with the topic this week, yeah. and we've backed yeah. into the fresh Yeah, we, we, we fell all backwards. We fell forward into the topic. But yeah, this is our annual fresh we extravaganza. Wanted, we wanted to bore everybody to, to depression with a big, long <laughs> list of dead people so they'd slit your wrist. You wouldn't have to listen no. to us talk about the fresh shit. Yeah. Can I, can I start this week? Please. Of course. I uh, just finished season two of The Mandalorian. God damn it. I hate that I love that show. Right? Okay. I just... Spoilers. Right? Spoilers for The Mandalorian. Yeah. Spoiler bump. This shit is spoiled. 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 Spoi
spoilers. Man, I was like, I was like, this is a show I don't want to like, and I right. absolutely adore it. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's everything right in Star Wars. I, I and it's just that John Favreau is a brilliant storyteller. I'm well, convinced. plus, and, plus the you got, and the Marvel stuff, he's yeah. just really good at telling stories. Well, plus with the Mandalorian too, like Brian was saying, you've got Dave Filoni, who basically ran all of the animated stuff while all the shit movies yeah. were being made. And yeah. so it's he's he's way more in tune with the wider universe of Star Wars than anybody affiliated with the so-called movies. You know what I mean? Right. Filoni's so. basically been writing the expanded universe for 20 years, yeah. and now he's getting to bring those characters into the live which, action. Which is good. Yeah, The Mandalorian is so much better than it should be. Um, yeah. It doesn't... It, 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 it embraces fact, its simplicity. It yes. Yeah. I mean, it, every yeah. week is just a one-off episode and it contains a single kernel of a larger story yeah and you add up all of those kernels and then in that season's finale you get one fucking awesome episode every time well well you know, twice. i like, I like but, that uh, the basic structure well I, I, we brought it up before when we were talking about first season it's sort of like have gun will travel it's basically a space western but as the season two has progressed it's definitely embraced more of that lone wolf and cub motif so yeah. it's like video game plot yeah dude walks but, up to npc says i need a thing oh well yeah. if you want the thing you have to you do this for me do first this, and yeah. then he goes and does that and gets the thing but it's but it's done well and then by the yeah. time you get to the end of season two uh yeah that was that was a very satisfying end of the season for me i did yeah. chuckle though because when the x-wing shows up spoiler mm-hmm. spoiler uh oh, you yeah. know exactly who it is it has uh, to be and and then they start showing all this stuff, but I love that they did it all just tertiarily. Where it was I did like, not see, I did not know that you know who who was going to be there because there were those two uh, you know motorcycle cop X wing pilots that kept showing up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a nice misdirect. Yeah, but then when yeah, they show the like, green the... lightsaber, black glove. X-Wing, X- there's X-wing. pretty much exactly one character that's yeah. going to be when that. When that happens, then yeah, yeah you know who yeah. it is. So that, what's... So, that what's bit where what's, he's... Where, again, we're in spoiler territory, so who cares? So right. Luke Skywalker shows up to kill the shit out of a bunch of Terminator Stormtrooper things. Yeah, Cylons. And it's shot for shot the scene of Darth Vader slaying rebels at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. It's um, fucking amazing. It's like that level <laughs> of detail just floors me that they would go that far. And it's like just like in a blink of an eye, and then you're left to put the pieces together at the end. It's like they're giving you so much to just you know taste after the well, fact that it's, it's gone. Star Wars, and they yeah. understand that their audience is going to be that yeah. pedantic. But what so- what sold that for me was at the end when the X wing shows up, and then Cara Dune just goes, "Oh, great, an X wing!" Like, "Hey, we're saved!" And then Moff Gideon. Giancarlo Esposito has got that smug fucking shit-eating grin on his face. And then when you see that Luke is out and he's a Jedi just killing the shit out of these dark troopers, and then his face just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's like literally within the span of seconds, it's like, hey, fuck every, oh, I am screwed. It's like that to me was the whole episode in a nutshell. It was awesome. The other uh, thing that Star Wars has always been has been a commercial for the toys. Yeah. and. 
I mean, badass Boba Fett chicks and badass Boba Fett style guys. And Bo Katan is from the the animated series, though. And yeah. and Katie Sackhoff does the voice for right. the animated verse. So I thought that yeah. was really awesome that she shows up in this. Well, apparently, when she took over the roles, she said, "I read this interview uh, where she was." talking about how it was hard for her to get into the physicality of Bo-Katan because she had just voiced it. But suddenly Uh you're there in the costume and the whole nine yards and she had to like go through some weird actorly process to figure out how to do Bo-Katan in real life. I buy it. I mean, it's like, that's just weird. But okay, cool. Really? Oh. Yeah. What what I noticed... was that's not also... an easy job being an actor. I mean, figuring out the psychology (laughs) of somebody who doesn't exist. Wait, shut up. It's so easy. Bunch of lame. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> what, what I noticed was they brought on Rosario Dawson to play another Clone Wars uh, character, Ashoka. Um, Ashoka and Tano. that episode was directed by Dave Filoni. And what was fascinating about it was to watch her poses as she's doing her Jedi action, it really read like animation to me. It read like keyframes that yeah. they would have done in, in their animation storyboards. So he directed the shit out of that Jedi action to really bring the character to life in real life. Yeah. I thought that was, that was excellent. It was, it was a good time. That's a good time. But and they're uh, going to give her her own show. Hell yeah. They're giving pretty much everything in Star Wars their own show at this well, point. There's, they've announced like so many shows. Yeah, they're like gonna 40. Jump the far- shark so hard. So let me, yeah. let me ask you this. Did you guys enjoy the teaser at the very end of the last episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you get the fucking Conan <laughs> ending with Boba Fett. I mean, it was literally just like the last shot is just stripped right off of a fucking pulp novel. I loved it so much that I wanted to freeze frame it and make it my desktop because it's just like, I didn't that watch is it. perfect. I just saw oh, credits oh, that were all black oh. and I was like, oh, go, oh, oh, I guess go I to the go end. And- go to the end and watch the final like minute. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because it's it a sets great up- little bit of fan service. Yeah. It sets up another one of their spinoffs that they're going to have the book of Boba Fett. So. And again, smart choice of directors for the episode where they finally show Boba Fett doing stuff. Um, they got Robert Rodriguez to direct the episode, and so mm-hmm. he's just like full on action western, you know, gunslinger yeah. in a uh, way yeah. that he's never really been. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Robert Rodriguez, but I I liked that episode. I thought he was a good choice for that. Except watching it, my wife, because after. Uh, the Mandalorian took off his jetpack, uh, and then all the shit happened. My wife just spent the rest of the episode going, "Um, go get your jetpack. Where go? Where's your jetpack? Go get your jetpack." And he yep. never went and got his jetpack. It was like, "Oh, I'm 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 pulled right out of it. Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, I knew from the thing where the guy stole his jetpack and he got it back that he's got like a remote control kind of yeah. fob thing on there. Oh, he I can, know. He can always I get know. it back. I know. I yeah. I I like. Robert Rodriguez as a director, I don't like him as a producer because it's like, yeah, I get it. You mm-hmm. can do this on very little money. Who the fuck cares? Get back to making something I want to see. The like sort the Roger of Roger Corman yeah. of CGI. Yeah, the, yeah really. the novelty of look how cheaply I can get this done has worn off. <laughs> wow, you know, wow. Oh, wow. I think that's what made this great is that it's like you have a budget, you are required to use it. You know, give us an actually. Episode. The if you've watched the behind the scenes stuff. It's Unreal Engine. Like, they're shooting that, a lot of that stuff in camera. Um, 
go watch the making of stuff on Disney Plus for The Mandalorian because it's it's no. like they've <laughs> no I won't yeah, I no. won't fuck that he's, <laughs> he's gonna go he's gonna go watch uh, that darn cat that's what basically he's they've I, got the entire the entire set is a giant video wall that's 360 degrees they've rendered oh, that the environment yeah. in Unreal Engine and the camera is being tracked as VR like with motion tracking so they're actually moving things perspective wise in the backdrop to to match the camera moves and they they capture most of it in camera. Well, I guess my point is they didn't like yeah, the, the, the he isn't making something on his own where he's trying to do it, you know, as inexpensively as possible. Right. Which is uh yeah, I mean he's good at that. It it's it's not that. It's just at some point that's no longer a point to watch somebody's thing. Yeah. Oh well. So Eric, uh, what 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 did you want to say about the Mandalorian before Chris and I just stomped all over you? <laughs> uh, who the hell knows? I can't remember. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is oh, is yeah. the runaway. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think season stealer because his whole bit when he's that whole speech about yeah worked out for the Empire, but what about those ten thousand people? That whole. before he fucking assassinates that guy is awesome just awesome well that and that's a good tidbit for the way they flesh it out too it's sort of you watch star wars movies and you're like yeah it's fun but this one they're actually delving into some of the meat of yeah there's a lot of fucking collateral damage with this bullshit you know what i mean it's like you don't ever think about it until you see shit like that it's like whoa so yeah good time it yeah yeah i i must say it it does make me uh, think of The Walking Dead and the way that there are bad guy characters that become good guy characters that just get, you know, nuked, of course. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like they recognize that people aren't one-sided. Yeah. Know, that they aren't that boring. It's good um, times. Good yeah, times. I, I liked that. Okay. Well, sweet. Yeah. Well, now you can watch uh, the other four things on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> we can talk that's, about them. Yeah, that's well, the, the thing. Marvel I, stuff is coming. Yeah, I've got like what an annual subscription. Now, thank you guys, by the way, for Christmas. I have a a year of HBO Max and a year of Disney Plus, and I I've, I've just completed watching absolutely everything I care about watching on either of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. let's uh, let's Rob move on. Hard Star Wars fan, watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, Chris, you what do you got? What's the fresh uh, shit? Well, I will end with this on The Mandalorian because you just made me remind, okay. remember that. Uh, the Mandalorian theme song actually reminds me of the Indiana Jones theme from Temple of Doom. Mm. Just pop that in your head for a little bit and whirl it around and we'll get back to that. Wow. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to go listen to that because I don't yeah. know what that is. Uh, but the other thing on Disney Plus that you can watch, Eric, uh, you can watch it ironically or straightforward. I don't care. Uh, but I did finish the right stuff they did a a tv show version of the book uh chronicling the mercury program uh and it was not what i expected i thought oh i love the movie the book is amazing i'll watch this is it the book yeah well they borrowed yeah from uh the tom wolf book that's basically no i mean is it more of the book awesome and it was not well here's the thing is you get into it and it's obviously done on a tv production budget uh, which, you know, can work for or against. But the thing that's strange is that unlike shows like From Earth to the Moon, where they talk about the actual program and all of the shit that went into making 
the trip to the moon and all of that sort of stuff that's all like in the periphery they decided to go the other route and they said well everybody's done the tech side of our space program we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the human drama behind the scenes and oh, so no. so it becomes like this weird sort of Mad Men-esque show oh, no. about the mercury oh. seven yeah it's like what am i watching but i can't stop so it's like <laughs> that it's like that movie about apollo 11 uh a few years back which i haven't seen apollo 11 yeah yeah but okay sure but yeah they took like uh like apollo 13 they they sort of focus more on the 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 human drama going on, but it's all like the astronauts being cocksured test pilots. And there's all like the human infidelity drama with their wives and like this and that. Uh, and the, the headbutting between John Glenn and Alan Shepard and then Grisham, uh, Grissom comes in. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it just, it lacks the spark of the movie uh, for some reason. And they don't even do like the Alan or the Chuck Yeager stuff with the X one. Which to me is like that's my favorite part of the right stuff is when you've got though in the book it's it's you know it's a side thing I yeah. I always thought that was that was well done for a movie but it was you know not really the book no but it sets the tone for the what comes next uh, for the actual Mercury program and whatnot because it's Chuck Yeager and they set up the X one like it's a dragon and he's the knight riding in to slay. I mean, the, the whole, everything they do with the framing and the setup and the whole thing with that Kaufman does on that movie is amazing. Uh, and it really sets the sort of the wonder bar, if you can, if you will, uh, for what comes next. And even like From the Earth to the Moon, which is an HBO miniseries from like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago that Tom Hanks did. Uh, it's the same thing. They do like snippet. Each episode is a snippet about some part of the program. Uh, and you get into the nitty gritty, like there's a whole episode about the engineers that make the lem and all the drama that goes with that. It's kind of, it's kind of riveting. Uh, but then you get to the right stuff on the Disney channel. It's like, this is just bad men in space. It's like Alan Shepard is basically Don (laughs) Draper, uh, on down. And it's like, I don't understand what is going on here. So it's goofy, but it did reinvigorate my, uh, interest in the early days of NASA. So now I'm just consuming all manner of stuff about that. Uh, Cause it puts me in a good mood. Cause it's like, it's, if you think about because you're put, hoping to be able to leave the planet someday. Well, yeah, but also when you look back at that time frame, it was like the sixties was a pretty tumultuous decade anyway, but here's the deal is that they ramped up the space program in 59 and we had a dude on the moon by 69 using technology that we had to make out of nothing and then creating this technology with nothing but slide rules. I mean, it's like, holy fuck. I mean, and it's now just, we can't even convince a bunch of people that the world is in fact round. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it starts making me think of all these people going, no, Trump didn't lose. Stop the steal. It's like, you sound like a bunch of fucking political flat earthers. That's what you sound like. So it's like. There was a show, I think it was on ABC called The Astronaut Wives Club. Yes. And that was, I think, the, the what, the Apollo 7. Yeah. wives like that was the human drama side and it sucked so yeah. i don't know why they would take that approach so it's you know there's just Who's enough of the oh, i can't remember i think the guy that is that developed it was an actor from one tree hill who plays oh. uh i can't remember which astronaut he plays they're all interchangeable there's no marquee names 
You're selling um, it, Chris. You're so selling it. Yeah, I'm like, thinking uh, <laughs> you could probably do that if you've got the right writer, but yeah, you know. So it's, like- I mean, it's 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 fluffy entertainment, but I literally would suggest if you're gonna if you're gonna watch anything about the space program as a like a docu series, watch From the Earth to the Moon. <gasps> oh my god! That. How about how about yeah, like uh, John Waters doing like the <laughs> yeah. astronaut epic? That would exactly. be fucking great, and you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Can you imagine how awesome that would be? Because it would it be would, fucking crazy. It would be pretty funny. Serial mob in space. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. So that's a uh, that would be my little uh, Disney Plus recommendation. All right. I'll I'll round out the Disney Plus block here. Um. Soul. Soul is the new Pixar film from Pete Doctor. Yeah. It is the first Pixar movie for adults. It is. He got screwed with this going straight to streaming. Yeah. Uh, it is the meaning of life by way of Tron inside out and has a pretty score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Also oh, jazz. Nice. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm like, oh, it's do Pixar it. or whatever. But, do it. Yeah. No. Soul is the best Pixar film in years. What would um, you say would be the, the last good one before this? Uh, up? Which was also by this guy. No, um, yeah. I mean, Inside Out was good, but this is Soul is uh, visually extremely inventive. It's it's got a great score. Like I said, it's it's really not for kids. Um, okay. The it the the lead character is voiced by Jamie Fox. Uh, he's a he's a middle school band teacher. The When You Wish Upon a Star Disney intro is played by like a middle school band. <laughs> <laughs> terrible um yeah soul is the kind of movie that actually has the line you can't crush a soul here that's what life on earth is for (laughs) i'm not gonna spoil it disney has done a good job of not spoiling it um it is worth your time okay soul jamie fox and tina fey are the voices probably won't (laughs) at least least you're honest eric you know yeah bless you uh, All right, yeah, Eric, that is what one of my watch? only virtues, really. Sorry, what? Yeah, we're we're rotating back around to you. What else did you watch? Yeah, anything oh, of note oh. in in the year or in the week? Since the I don't last know, show. I remember. I can't remember our setup. Go back two um, weeks. Yeah, we're yeah, doing we're the we're doing the <laughs> stuff yeah. we're watching the break. Uh, watching Walking Dead. Um, it's very Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> haven't you been walking Walking the Dead for like? Four years now. My 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 wife wanted to get AMC, you know, their streaming thing, and so it was like, ah, oh, well, all right, I guess we have it. Yeah. Um. Okay. And yeah, it's good. It's good. It's it's fluff. It's fluff like you know the 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 inner lives of astronauts. You know, yeah. it's fluff. Yeah. Um. With the occasional uh, gutting and beheading. Yeah, that part's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very violent. Um. Negan is back to being Negany, which is good. Um, I thought they but... killed him. No, no. What do, uh, no. what do I know? Carl's dead, right? Though Carl's dead. Carl's dead. Okay. Carl, thank Carl. Is Christ. Dead. Thank yeah. Christ. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. The, no. The, nothing. The dead. Nothing much else. The dead. They're walking. All right. See, I try. I tried watching. Uh. I like again. Like I say, I like having just shit on. Yeah. while I'm doing work. And so I tried 
watching or not really watching having on uh all of the marvel movies in order and i realize yeah. they are so bland <laughs> that they are perfect background noise because nice. i don't give a fuck it's like there's enough going on that it's like a colorful background and yeah. now and again it's like oh yeah that part huh yeah cool but Wee. otherwise give less than a shit about any of those movies yeah i i pull them up I'm like you know because eventually we're gonna have to do the phase three show yep uh and i i look at it and i'm like well there's a few of these that i've seen a lot because they showed them on cable all the time mm-hmm. and then there's ones like captain marvel where i haven't so mm-hmm. it's sort of like eh, eh. but yeah. i must i must say captain america so far all of the captain americas are my favorite of the marvel films yep yep I would solid say, and who would have thunk agree. it because yeah. not my favorite character yeah <laughs> no but, but I think it's because it they 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 realized early on that they could do more than just the cookie cutter of squeaky clean American dipshit. I think, I think they is... knew that people were going in. They're going, ew, really? And they're like, okay, we got something to prove here, and they <laughs> dug yeah. in. Well, they yeah. they got the Rocketeer guy for the first one. That was a good choice, and yeah. then they did basically a political thriller for the second one, and the yeah. third one they did an all but in name Avengers movie. So yeah, that was the Russo's audition for okay fine we'll direct the next mover movies for the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Good times. Okay. All right, well, Chris, as, what else you got? Uh well, I will also say thank you for the HBO Max uh subscription for Christmas. Uh I've been availing myself of all of its wonders. Keeping the and, show a wash in movies for 2021. Yeah. Uh I will say this, I did find uh, cuz I didn't watch it when it was on but the Gendy Tartakovsky show Primal, there's only like five episodes, but it's on the Adult Swim hub on HBO Max. And okay. it's, it's fucking amazing. Cause it's like, huh. uh, it's like Samurai Jack and then it's just, it's very uh, quiet, no dialogue. It's just all visual for the most part. But some of the visuals are just astonishing. And I can't believe it's the same guy that does Powerpuff Girls in Hotel Transylvania. Every time I see something like this from him, I'm like, how is this the same guy? It just doesn't make any sense. But uh, it follows this caveman who, uh, through the course of the first episode, uh, ends up befriending like a raptor. And then they like pal around, but then get into all these just really bloody (laughs) survival adventures in every episode. And it's just brutal. It's uh, pretty. It's uh, it's just crazy. So Tartakovsky for for adults. Yeah, very much. It's like basically if uh, if Frank Frazetta were alive today, this would be the show that he would make. That's definitely the flavor they're going for. Uh, <laughs> but it's just this Neanderthal uh, palling around with a raptor, and they're just beating the ever-living shit out of anything that tries to fuck with them. <laughs> That's literally every episode, and it's so much fun. But they're gorgeous. They're so gorgeous to look at. So uh, They're only like five episodes, like 30 minutes or so, so I would highly recommend when, that. When did Neanderthals become Neanderthals, anyway? There was some change in the language I was never aware of. Oh, I don't know. I just I watch enough science programs where it's just embedded now. It's sort of like Is when you watch... Like- like Neanderthal yeah. was incorrect, right? And yeah. then, yeah, or okay. or maybe it's like some Irishman said it once, and that just stuck in my head. You know, it's a Neanderthal. 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 Arby gave me Oh, Neanderthal. Uh, but it's also like on the right stuff. It's like uh, you know when you look at 
the star signs, it's Gemini. But every time you see something related to the, the space program, they always pronounce it Gemini. And it's always striking to me. Yeah, we were up on the Gemini 7. It's like, no, it's Gemini. Gemini. Fuck off. <laughs> so, tomato. 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 Uh, so, yeah. But so I've been, I, I blazed through Primal, loved it. Uh, I found Flapjack on the Cartoon Network Hub. Have you ever watched that? Never the, heard of it. The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. It's like, it's one of the weirdest fucking kid shows. It's like SpongeBob. If SpongeBob were on acid and ketamine, I mean, it's like, what in oh, the fuck like is it this? Wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, Pendleton Ward, who I think went on to do Adventure Time, and then mm-hmm. JD Quintel, who went on to do the regular show. Uh, that was sort of their springboard, and it's just like this weird okay, little so kid. High people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so if you're looking for something just the like totally insane but good background, that's that's it. So it's just, it's just like a whacked out kid show. Uh, so that was a good find. Uh, and then, you know, watch Die Hard on Christmas. We watched Time Bandits again. Uh, found the Turner Classic Movies Hub. So we're watching like the Philadelphia Story again. Both the James what, Coburn what? Flint movies. Wait, go back. That was in- Die Hard on Christmas? What's that? I watched Die Hard <laughs> on Christmas. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, it's a hard on. <laughs> I was like, like Christmas I, killed Chris's hard on. A That's policeman accidentally tastes a whole bunch of Viagra for yeah. Christmas, and he has the Christmas party as the hideous boner. I don't yeah. know. Somehow so, this exists. Die hard you know, on. Come on, die hard on. Die hard on. No, it's uh, it's Christmas German. It doesn't exist. It, it's German scheiße porn. It's actually D hard on. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> uh, well, but. But the, the good find, and I'll recommend this to you both if you haven't watched it yet, uh, strangely enough, very entertaining and very enjoyable and very informative, the documentary on the Bee Gees. Oh, you haven't pulled the broken? Yet. Yeah, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? It's, it's astonishing. It's, I just, you know, you realize that they were like apex predators of the disco age, but you tend to forget that they had been around for like over a decade before Saturday Night Fever. And then lasted through into the '80s, and had like I they don't know, wrote a lot of other yeah. people's hits. Yeah, they had like 500 number one songs or whatever it was. I mean, it's just stupid. But uh, it basically chronicles their early days through to them sort of riding the crest of new musical forms and sort of being at the front vanguard of these sorts of things. And they always get equated with disco because that was their giant, giant, huge success. But people forget that they they were like a jangly Herman's Hermit Beatlesy kind of thing in the '60s, and then kind of transformed <laughs> into these other things as the music wave sort of crested. Uh, it should be dancing, yeah. 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 Uh, there's a whole bit in there. Where they, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing in there where they talk about how they they developed that falsetto deal, and Barry Gibb was like, "Well, yeah." Uh, it was fun, and uh, we kind of just ran with it. I mean, that's literally what they did. They just came up with it in the <laughs> studio, and then it became like their signature. Uh, but yeah, there's and then there's all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff that you'll dig, Brian, because they were talking about how they were making, uh, like, I think it was Staying Alive. Anyway, they were recording Saturday Night Fever in this the Chateau in France where uh, I think it was Elton John had done uh, Chateau Honky. I think was that the album name. Anyway, it was uh, 
Honky Chateau, I think was the name of the album. So they got bullied into like doing this chateau and it was just a rundown piece of shit farmhouse. And then they were having to do the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever and then their drummer had to go to, back to the UK to take care of some family business. And then they literally figured out a way to splice together the drum loop for <laughs> I th- for uh, Night Fever, I think it In was. In 1977, yeah. Yeah, and so they were like at the forefront of what became a staple of like hip-hop music. So they literally were just splicing this drum beat that they had on tape that he had already recorded and then looped it. But it was like this massive manual thing where they've got like the reel-to-reel hanging off of a stick so that yep. they could keep the flow rolling, so they could just keep it going. It's and like that's holy why it's shit. called a loop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you look at the Bee Gees, you're like, oh shit, that the Bee Gees were at the forefront of that. Holy fuck! Pink so, Floyd yeah. did that with uh, Money when they, yep. you know, they've got the yeah. beat with the the cash registers and the machines, and they they put it on a tape loop and they like ran it out of the. They, they they taped it into a literal magnetic tape loop, ran it out of the machine around a mic stand, and yeah, then yep. back into the machine. Yeah, cra- crazy stuff. So uh, yeah, but if you uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it because it puts you in Sweet. a definite place in time. I and then and then it that. gets to the it gets to the point where they like the disco sucks movement, uh, where they literally became like the poster children of disco, and then everybody yeah, hated them. And them. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, and they've got a lot of good, interesting points to make about how and fucked up that is. And so then they just start is. writing songs for Dionne Warwick, and it worked out and, fine for and, them. Yeah, and yeah. Kenny Rogers, and Dolly mm-hmm. Parton, and <laughs> uh, Diana Ross, and yeah, so. And Barbara. Barbara. Did, was, was he dating Barbara? Was that a no. thing? Were they together, or was he just a producer? He was just a songwriter, producer on that okay. one. Yeah. So, there you have it. So, the Bee Gees, believe it or not, good times. All right. Well, I'll, I'll round out the HBO Max block. Yay! <laughs> um, and I'm going to put the spoiler warning here as well. Spoilers, folks. Okay, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh, what a I shit saw, pile. I saw the trailer oh, for that, and I it? went, no, I, I forgot saw the that I did. Okay. I forgot that I did. Let's, you know what's, shit you know what's interesting? Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel to a movie in which the hero punches a building, gets even stupider. <laughs> can, um, I, can I, can I, like, an interesting uh, bit of trivia? The guy who plays the Mandalorian, what's his name? Yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal was also in the failed pilot for Wonder Woman uh, that, that, uh, oh, what? Nice. The, the Kelly, was David in? Kelly did. Yeah, he was nice. in that. <laughs> is he the same he character? That was like, he's no, no, but he's double dipping on the Wonder Woman. Okay, well, fun. good for so him. So, Wonder Woman him. 1984 starts with a different movie that looks like it was shot by a different director with a different <laughs> cinematographer. Uh, that is all about from- how how childhood Wonder Woman cheats at things, but is punished because she didn't earn it. After okay. which, the entire movie proceeds to just not earn anything that it yeah. does for the next two hours. And Let me boy, ask does you it this. Go places. How do they bring back Steve Trevor? To the it's a magic wishing rock. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody okay. makes a wish, and they get what they want, but because they get what they want, uh, Bruce Almighty happens. Nice. It's the exact same thing as Bruce Almighty, yeah. where everybody gets what they want. <laughs> Good and God. Yeah, I'm like, ah... Uh, and then, uh, and, what, and, and, and that's the thing—he doesn't really—he mm-hmm. doesn't so much come back as he gets 
like like mystically downloaded into some other dude's head. So she just sees him, but it's really but some just, other dude. Yeah, which so I think taking over this guy's that, life. Which I think means that, yeah, this some stranger is getting his body used for the entire... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Wonder Woman like, oh. ra- rapes a stranger because so she can have sex with Steve Tra- with Chris Pine in his body or That's whatever. That's insane. That is insane. Um, how how long which, is the like, scene? If I was the dude, I'd be okay with. But like you know, yeah. I like kind of want to be there for it. Well, how long yeah. is the scene where uh, where Chris Pine basically tries on every cliche eighties outfit uh, imaginable? <laughs> Because in the trailer, it's too long, so I no, can't imagine yeah. what it's what, like in the movie. What's what's mind-blowing about the Chris Pine character, again, nothing is earned in this movie whatsoever. We, nice. we start out with him being unable to handle an escalator, and yeah. then able to fly a jet airplane. Because guy he from flew World War those, those cloth and wood things in World War One. <laughs> yeah, he... A plane's a plane, right? But it explains and, why he doesn't know how radar works, right? Which, of course, and, was and fully fueled at the Smithsonian. To, <laughs> and she knows how to make things invisible, apparently. So that's why it's an invisible jet. Yeah. It's no, like she'd only ever done it to a coffee thing. mug before. <laughs> yeah. They took the stupid thing from the comics that is, you know, insane. Yeah. And they wanted to, I guess, find a reason for it. And by doing so, they made something stupider. Well, I tell you, instead of watching this thing, I did go back and watch some of the early TV show. <laughs> oh, no, we're not done ragging on Wonder Woman. Oh, I know, no, no. but it, but but they do a whole bit with the invisible jet and the pilot of the Linda Carter Wonder Woman, and it's literally just like this faint translucent outline, and then she's sitting in a fucking chair. It's like, how do you not see a woman in a chair just flying through the goddamn sky? That's literally yeah. how stupid it is. So yeah, yeah, no, they they fly this jet. All the way from Washington, D.C. to Egypt without having to refuel it, which that kind of jet can't do. Also, they stole it from the Smithsonian, so of course it had a full tank of jet fuel. <laughs> um, you're you're going to ruin it, the illusion, man. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. And I could almost see how this plot would work as a comic book, but as a movie... It is so, so yeah. ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you one reason I haven't watched it, uh, apart from some of these issues, is that uh, it's like two and a half hours long. And that's a, that's a tough one for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to sit through a, a two and a half hour Wonder Woman movie, okay? That's I mean, just asking too much. It is, it is a female Superman movie in the yeah. way that Superman 4 is a Superman movie. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah. I mean, this, we're in better. a sort of, what, what, what I really, we're in a sort of period of, of girl power in movies. And so, again, back to unearned, it's like, if you're going to make a Wonder Woman movie and say, you know, women are doing it for themselves, you got to make something smarter than this. Yeah. You know? Well, how... It's, 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 it's almost sexist. No, no, the equality. Idea that you're going Women to, can make yeah. just as shitty a movie as men can. Yeah, I think <laughs> which is what, what I said about the first out. one. But yeah. Jesus, I thought they would like get beyond that. That's what we're finding out. Well, how do they go overboard with the villains? Like the like Batman Returns is like Cheetah. Even you would not fucking believe it. It is. Okay. It is like okay. So so it's it's uh, Kristen Wiig and yeah. Kristen Wiig becomes a Wonder Woman like badass and i kind of dug it until she's actually a fucking cheetah and then i just okay. laughed and that's the I other thing i want to ask you until yeah. my balls curdled it was in amazing the, in the trailer it's like they show the kristen wig sort of mousy character that's what this it looks and like. that 
And then they get to the big uh, finale fight scene between Wonder Woman and Cheetah. And mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, uh, you get Wonder Woman going, oh, Barbara, what did you do? And then it's like this crappy CGI Cheetah Woman thing. I'm like, no, that can't be real. That That's can't Michael be Jackson, look what you've done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, that makes me not want to watch this even more. Yeah. I had to look this up because Ronald Reagan is in this movie. And it's played Which, by an actor who is not. I swear, I thought it was Michael Shannon. He looks just like Michael Shannon. I'm like, General Zod is Ronald Reagan? What is happening? <laughs> nice. oh. Does he have a Welsh accent? No, yeah. no. He's he, he's just this dude playing Reagan. Okay. And okay. I mean, this movie is so ridiculous. They They go to Egypt just to have a car chase in a desert. And of course. the car chase literally involves little kids playing ball in the street that Wonder Woman has to save from the car chase. I'm like, I'm waiting for like it to escalate. And then there's like a school bus full of nuns. It's like a scene from the naked gun. It's did they throw, God. did they throw in the, uh, the fruit cart full of melons? My cabbages. Yeah. I'm, no. <laughs> My cabbages. Uh, and yet it wasn't the worst movie I saw this year. It's just stupid. Well, it's so okay, stupid. I kind of knew, I saw it coming. I was like, this yeah. is going to just, just suck donkey dicks. It just is. I thought Pedro Pascal actually was the funnest part of it. That he is like the, he's, he's Trump, obviously, yeah. but he's like yeah. full of bravado and, you know, I'm awesome. And then when you get him alone, he's just a, a cowering, shriveled, you know, like, sad person and i loved that (laughs) i actually wanted a whole movie of just that you know uh well you know they greenlit the third one so what what do you what do you think did they leave it open for improvement i have a feeling they greenlight a third one just because they don't want to admit defeat you know well it's not it's not like it was so goddamn awesome they gotta have another one it's yeah we can't we can't admit that this thing <laughs> just sucks. This is what I, I would don't believe. Mean. It's been in the can for a while. They shot it two years ago. Yeah. They've they've bad all this time to post do post production and edit, and th- they have to know. They have to know how dumb this movie is. Like yeah. I get why they they sent this one to streaming. I don't get why they sent their entire 2021 they, slate to streaming. But, I think they yeah. thanked Christ for the uh, uh, the for the, the 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 virus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it gave them a reason to go. Nope, sorry. Well, I guess we're going straight to HBO. <laughs> so, do you think if if uh, in the before four, if it had come out, uh, do you think it would have bombed? You think bombed? Yeah, so okay. hard. I'll bet like, actually like, that uh, Christopher Nolan is pissed. That Tenet is going straight to HBO because, in a way, it's saying Tenet is about the same as Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> well, virus? What virus? Who knows? Yeah. Wait well, a minute. Okay. No, I, I can't be as shitty as that thing. I saw it. It sucks goats. <laughs> so, no. So, uh, so in the uh, the DC CU is that what they call it? The the the, the, the Q the DQ. Uh, where would you rate this? Is it like, is it the very bottom? <laughs> the best or? movie in the DC universe is Aquaman. People, shut up! I'm not. I'm not even yeah. joking. It really is ah. the best DC movie. Okay, and you're Aqu- talking like Aquaman, then Shazam. Okay, then... yeah, I would say Shazam. I would yeah. say Shazam. I would say Shazam. Shazam was the most fun I had. Yeah, in any of them. I I mean, if you're that was the thing about Aquaman though. If you're gonna go big, dumb, and and ridiculous. 
go Aquaman levels of big, <laughs> dumb, and ridiculous. Have a guy named Ocean Master and everything else on the screen. This movie yeah. is big, dumb, and ridiculous, and it's like scenes of people talking to each other. Wonder Woman. No, yeah. Wonder Woman 84, God, it's it's down at the bottom of the barrel. Which it's, is unfortunate because it's, you know, it, it's their only real uh, female-fronted property for these the things. The action scenes are good. If you, yeah, ha- if you just look at the action scenes and you want to see Wonder Woman kicking ass, good. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's ridiculous. Yeah, but the movie comes out, doesn't do very well, and then you've got all these executives going, see, you know, female front in action, nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody wants to see her just whipping lightning with her golden whip and swinging from it. Comics. (laughs) You think of the actual comics, nobody really reads detective, nobody reads action, but they read the one-offs. I think that's the approach for the movies for DC, Mm -hmm. because Joker is a great film. But the standard DC movies, you know, blah. Okay. It's like, I, I think that's the thing with the DCU, is that the the series is no good. The one-offs are fun. It's, well, it seems to me, and this rolls into like the cartoons and such as well, is that the where Marvel goes big and it's, it's good on the screen, ridiculous or not, uh, they're still overall just good amusement park rides. They're fun. They're fun, whereas the DCU stuff always seems to fall fairly flat uh, yeah. on you screen. The two and, I liked were Aquaman and Shazam. Those yeah. were fun, uh, <laughs> but it would, but it rolls into DC does the animated stuff much better. Those are more fun than yep. the Marvel yeah, all C those comic movies. The Bruce uh, Tim, yeah, uh, movies. So it's it's kind of a weird flip flop. Uh, so I'm not quite sure, but yeah, I'm I'm not in any rush to see. W- WW84 uh, or whatever the kids are called. <laughs> it's, it's it's a disappointment. It was a and letdown. Like, isn't it like a it's like an hour inside a mall? Isn't that what I read? I think yeah. I think one day this movie will be considered so bad it's good, but right now okay. Uh, it's just bad. Okay. It def- it definitely has so much awful in it that one day it'll be a drinking game. I have no okay. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, um, God damn. Do either of you guys have more stuff? Uh, I will say this Letter Kenny season nine is now out on Hulu. And uh, if you haven't watched Letter Kenny yet, get on it because it's one of the funniest goddamn shows on the TV. I would just say that. Crazy, stupid Canadian fun. So, yeah. All right. I've got a couple more. Okay. All right. Uh,. There was a there was a new Doctor Who special on New Year's. I uh, totally forget that Doctor Who is Revolution even a thing now. of the Daleks. Uh, uh, okay. Going back to the well. Oh, we're so this can this really and it was shot back like in October of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, this really is just a follow-up to the the special from the previous New Year's. It's kind of like the season finale to a season you forgot everything about because it was two years ago. Um, and we're, that's, we're still... Not only is it a female doctor, but apparently she's half-human. We've gone back to that stuff. Or, I don't even remember uh, if she's that's She's all the or Time not. Lords. Or, I, it's like some nonsense involved in that character that they... Not, I yeah. just yeah, they they've definitely done something bad to the origin story. She is still great as the doctor. She's a Which, she's a good doctor. And the that's problem what chaps is Chris me. Chibnall. Yeah, and that's what chaps me is because uh Jodie Whittaker is awesome as the doctor, but the stories they're giving her are just dumb. And yeah. we made it through like barely into the second season and went, I can't I just can't 
do it. It's yeah. just not so, fun. So Chib- this is probably the best Chibnall has done, Revolution of the Daleks. Um, it, um, the Daleks are actually menacing for a change. The Daleks are killing the shit out of people in this thing. Okay. Um, they are bring they back the Captain signature? Jack Harkness. Uh, I saw that. Stunt casting. Yeah, well, Chibnall seems to be very much trying to bring back the Russell T. Davies stuff from season two you of his series. You the, mean the one that worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's a trip is, so the the basic inciting incident, there was a, there was a ripoff of, of Russell T. Davies' Dalek episode as, as last New Year's show, where there was a single Dalek causing all sorts of trouble. And they uh, kill it. And in this show, the, the Doctor Who version of Trump uh, basically gets a hold of it and appropriates the technology to make these robots. And he's, he's selling them to the new PM as this drone security force. And I swear to God, shot in October 2019, but there is a Black Lives Matter protest scene in this thing where these black Daleks unleash tear gas and shit at protesters. And it is, they, they, they made this well before the BLM protest, but there's a BLM protest scene in this. So you're saying that black Daleks matter. That's the deal. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the thing with, Captain Jack, which is kind of interesting, is his whole deal, and again, we've seen this with other companions, and he's talking to one of the other companions, his whole deal is, it's like, look, the doctor just bails on you at some point, and then your life is just kind of left with a gaping hole in it, and you don't get to pick when that happens. And it feels almost like Chibnall is writing this episode as a we might cancel Doctor Who, and the Doctor might just leave all of you in the world. And well, they've done it before. Good yeah. lord. Well, so wasn't uh, he bitching about, about he had Torchwood? Yeah, right. really. What? So when they, when Captain Jack left the show, uh, wasn't it alluded mm. to the fact that he was actually the face of Bo? Yeah, yeah. he is. He's the face of Bo. Okay, so they didn't yeah. just fuck with that. They didn't okay. allude to it. They they right out and told you. Yeah, but I'm yeah. wondering if they, did they keep that continuity rolling? He, they they kept him immoral. If okay. that yeah, so this is pre face of Bo. Um, <laughs> and I him. also will say uh, kudos to John Barrowman, the Scottish of the most Scottish fuckers on the planet, and he has the best fucking American accent I've He's ever Canadian. heard. He's Canadian. He's Scottish. He's Canadian. Haven't you ever heard him speak naturally? He's Canadian. <laughs> I don't know. He's Scottish. Right. He's Scottish. I'm looking it up. I'm looking he's it a, up. He's a Scottish American actor. Anyway, this is probably the best episode of Doctor Who that Chibnall has done since he took over the show, and it's too little too late. It's 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 just Yeah. It's too far apart from the other ones. It's hard to to care. They're referencing stuff that happened in shows you've completely forgotten. It <laughs> It's so, okay. frustrating because the pieces are there, and it just doesn't pop. Oh, I, God damn it. I was sure he was Canadian. How is it every time I'm wrong about something, <laughs> history is rewritten? I was sure he was Canadian. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. All right. That's so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
so I'll I'll close this out. I was going to talk about some of the 2020 recap stuff, but like the big fat quiz of 2020 and uh, death to 2020 and yearly departed. But screw it. Watch those things if you want to. If you want to recap of 2020 from a comedic perspective, knock yourself out. I'm going to end the show on a video that YouTube recommended to me that led me to the video that I'm going to actually talk about. Let's talk about a band called Cybertronic Spree. Shall we? Cybertronic okay. Spree was founded in 2013 by a bunch of Transformers cosplayers at a Transformers cosplay convention just to play the soundtrack to Transformers the movie from 1986. <laughs> and seven years later, they're an ongoing band, and now they just do whatever they want. They do a badass version of the Immigrant song, but they've recorded the entire Transformers the movie soundtrack as a thing you can buy from their site on Bandcamp, and they cover Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid as part of that project and made a <laughs> badass video, which is so my nominee for best cover song of 2020, so Cybertronic just, 3 doing Dare to be the, Stupid. They're the guar of cosplay cover bands. They're, they're the guar Somebody of Transformers. Had to be. Yes. <laughs> Somebody okay. had to be. <laughs> okay. They're awesome. And they never break character. I did some Googling. I'm like, okay, so who are these guys and what's up? No. There's like no Wikipedia. Everything they do, all their interviews are in character. Yeah, I, as far as the internet is concerned, these are a bunch of Autobots and Decepticons that formed a band. Nice. <laughs> I'm well, proud of that. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do, right? <laughs> You're out of keys, Starscream! <laughs> <laughs> That's more spot on than you think. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Cybertronics, play us out. We're back. It's 2021. The show is coming to you every week. We talk about movies and TV and video games and nostalgia and books and politics and stuff. And you can check us out. We don't out. really talk much about politics, don't we? Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Check politics out. gets to be boring again. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Check out the old episodes. Uh, give us a rating on your podcast app of choice. Share us on your social media feeds. Uh, find all of our old episodes on our website. It's maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. And, yeah, hit us up on social media. We are at maghuge on Twitter. On Facebook, we're the Magnificent Huge Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. And if you want to email us, uh, it's magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Rock on!